Think Realty Nation. It's your host, Abby Golhar. Welcome to the Think Realty Podcast. We're talking about, um, it's like I was reading up on this next topic, and I'd never heard about this topic until I got my notes. And um, lodging tax. How many of you, like raise your hand, how many of you know what a lodging tax is? If you do, you're further ahead in this world than I am, obviously. But I have no idea what a lodging tax is. And so we have a guest today who's going to shed some light on this overall topic. Uh, Today's podcast is sponsored by Ashcroft Capital. Uh, Ashcroft Capital is a national multifamily syndication firm founded by Joe Fairless uh, and Frank Rosler. Uh, Ashcroft Capital uh, focuses on capital preservation while striving to return strong, risk-adjusted cash-on-cash to investors. They specialize in value-add in real estate in Texas, Georgia, and Florida. Learn more, ashcroftcapital.com slash Travis. So here's what we're covering uh, with Oliver number one. Uh, what the heck is lodging tax? Uh, because, yeah, what the heck is it? Uh, number two, uh, what is the what does the landscape, the compliance landscape look uh, look like? And why are there so many cities that are raising their lodging uh, tax rates? And I guess I suppose if you're in the Airbnb world, you probably know what a short like or VRBO, you probably know what a lodging tax is. I, I, I'm more of an LP in some of these things. And then number three, um, what does the future of the short-term market look like, a short-term rental market look like, um, given this lodging tax shindig? Uh, I haven't used the word shindig since like the fourth grade, but I don't think Oliver really cares, neither do you. So, Oliver, welcome to the show, man. Let's talk lodging tax. First of all, how some it? some people so some people collect stamps, other people like invest in single family rentals and they have like a book on single family rentals. Other people invest in like multifamily, some do new construction, some do horizontal development. You have chosen lodging tax. How the heck does that happen? I think I actually said it on my first you know, my first interview for Avalera, you know, hey, taxes, you know, how do you actually recruit good talent when tax isn't always the most interesting topic to talk about? And the reality is, is I'm a, I'm a lodging guy. I, I come from, I come from Expedia. I worked for Accor, the French hoteliers. So I've always been, I've always been in, in lodging. And it was really um, about a year ago where I started to hear about Avalera. They went public, very, very uh, impressive growth story, hired a bunch of execs to really grow the company from a $15 billion company to a $50 billion company and really realized what they were doing in the lodging space. At the same time, I realized what the lodging space had as a problem when it came to lodging tax or occupancy tax. So I thought, hey, well, hey this, is a, this is a time where I can really move from a lodging company to a fintech company that works in lodging. But it's a... Um, that was ultimately the reason why I chose to chose to move roles. Got it. No, that makes sense. It's a it's an interesting world you've picked. I didn't. I never thought in like never once did I think, holy cow! Like this is like this is a real thing. Um, it's not. It's not sexy. It's not sexy. Um, it is interesting. And yeah. the, the the saying is is true. There are two things in life for sure: death and taxes. Death and, and taxes. And when you see how you can automate some of these taxes and really change people's or companies efficiency, it was something that I clearly agreed with because, you know, I, I, I chose to chose to come along and work here. Yeah. So obvious question out of the way, what's lodging tax? 
Lodging tax is um, similar to alcohol, similar to fuel, similar to, to meals. There are certain things that you buy, certain funky things that you buy within, within the industry that have an additional bespoke singular tax to it. And occupancy tax is one. So if you're staying in a hotel or you stay at a, a resort or an Airbnb, any sort of vacation rental, you have to pay occupancy tax. So you pay occupancy tax and it goes to the host or the property manager or the property ownership group or whoever it is. Um, and then they have to remit that. The funky thing is when it gets to occupancy tax is it's broken out across one of the thousand plus jurisdictions that you get in the US. So you could get to a point where you have to pay occupancy tax monthly, or it could be quarterly. It could yeah. be to your local city. It could be to your county. It could be to the state. You can do it online, or you can do it via a paperless return. If you do it quarterly, what do you do for the other two months in the quarter? Do you do nothing, or do you file a zero tax return? There's all of these funky things that, that, that go on, and it's really hard to navigate. And once you've navigated it, as soon as you've figured it out, those rules change because the jurisdiction changes what you need to do. So the long short of it was what Avalera does as a company is it automates all of that for you. You pay a small amount every month, whatever that whatever that amount happens to be relative to your corporation and everything is automated for you on the back end. So how do, uh, how do lodging taxes add up or lead to large fines if you don't track them properly? Is this something that I need to be looking at every single like month or every quarter, every year in my portfolio? Uh, or is this something that like, how, how does that work? I'm still a little lost. It, it's, it's a great question. And it's, you know, the, the problem that you get with things like averages, the average number of legs between a snake and a centipede is 50. You know, it, it, it's dangerous. It's dangerous to talk about averages. So, you know, is it every year? Is it every month? Is it every quarter? Mm. The reality is, is that, that the impact that you have if you are not compliant can vary enormously. So there's no one set average in terms of, hey, how am I impacted? Um, I would say, though, that there are, there are three separate areas that you will be hit if you are not compliant. The first is, exactly like you said, um, you can be fined. Okay? You're in a situation now where, number one, states don't have a huge amount of money, given the fact that everything that's happened over the last 18 months, so they're keen to make sure they get the money. And number two, there's been a big swing from hotels moving across towards people currently staying in vacation rentals. Vacation rentals, because they're a lot of the industry is, is individual homeowners. These states want their money, but they also want to make sure that the individual homeowner is as compliant as the hotel. So they're going after making sure people are compliant, making sure people are paying, uh, playing by the book. And really, if you're not, that can be one of three impacting factors. The first would be a financial penalty, a fine. The second would be an audit, which is obviously time consuming um, and expensive to do. And the third one, um, which is probably the one that scares me the most uh, is actually the fact that you can have your licensing or your license to actually rent your property out revoked. So the byproduct of that is you're left with a with a home that you are renting it out to supplement the mortgage and you're now left with a home, but no supplement. So you've either got to A, get rid of the home or B, cover the mortgage yourself um, while you get re-registered. So the impacts can be fairly significant. Got it. Well, what are... No, that makes sense. And this is happening or has already happened statewide? It's, 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 it's across the country. Okay. And what you'll find is that states are being more and more uh, aggressive 
Um, it's clearly, it's definitely a, anyone that works in, in tax or lodging is, it's clearly a one-way one way street. Okay, it's, it's starting to move about 10 years ago. It's holding up. One great example would be um, one of the large online travel agencies in the US reached out to us yesterday to say, hey, can you automate some of these counties or some of these states? And we said, but we, we do them already for you. And what they're saying is, well, yes, they're forcing us to remit all of the taxes at a state level, but now state X has asked me to do it at a regional level as well. So this is where the state is saying to the online travel agency, mm-hmm. you now need to withhold all of these funds and pay me as a state, but also there are 200 sub-jurisdictions within my state, and you now need to do that for all of them as well. So it's a, it's, it's a complex process, but you'll find you're being hit at multiple levels. The first is the individual homeowner or the medium-sized company being hit at a state level, and then you have the online travel agency that's already been working with the state or the big vacation rental platform that's been working with the state for a long time, and they're now having to go one level lower in working with the regional jurisdictions. Got it. Does this have any impact on the trends that you see for short-term uh, real estate investors? Um, the short answer is it would have an impact somewhere. Um, you know, uh, taxes going up, taxes going down. It's, it's really hard to tell because, again, how much you remit, who they have to remit, how often you remit, um, what's the combined amount. If you're, if you're looking at the combined, combined amount of 10%, 5% to the state, 5% to the local jurisdiction, um, yes, it can vary, but are you paying more or less? You know, is it, is it 5 and 5, 6 and 4, 7 and 3, or is it 4 and 4 and you're paying only 8% tax instead of 10? Um, it, it varies. So the short answer is yes, it will impact um, people that are potentially looking to invest in real estate to rent out. Um, there are a couple of companies that start trying to predict some of these trends. But the reality is, is it, it, I think it's going to be a minor impact relative to the level of occupancy that you can actually fill your room up or your yeah. house up at um, and how much you'll be charging per night. It is an impacting factor, but not a large one. I mean, and every dollar counts, especially in that world, because... If you don't pay attention, you're fined a lot. You'll have to make that number up in a nightly rate, and that could outprice. You might just be outpricing yourself from the competition, and you'll see lower yield. So I think that would be a major issue, of course, if you don't pay attention to something like this. Uh, so when it comes to uh, when it comes to lodging tax, if and if I need like an audit of uh, of my portfolio, let's say I'm a short-term a rental investor, what's the best way to get engaged? How do I get in touch? What's the first step? What, what in terms of actually getting an audit? Y- yes, absolutely. So if I were to get, uh, if I were to have Avalara take a look at my portfolio and see if I'm missing anything here or there, what do I, what do, I do? Yeah, it's, it's a great question. Um, typically, auditors are the typical, you know, KPMGs, Deloitte, PwCs. One thing that Avalara doesn't do is, is audit. One thing they will do is they will actually try and make sure that you're doing the right thing, paying the right amount, the right people in the right time. So it's a really good call out. There's a very, very big difference. A lot of the time, some people will phone us up expecting us to be tax experts. We're not tax advisors. We will file the right returns and the right licensing registrations, but we won't necessarily do the audits themselves. So a typical scenario would be, hey, big company X, big hotel chain X, I use KPMG. Um, outside of KPMG, I might use another one of the big four to actually do my audit. They've said, I think I need to be better at filing returns here. Can you file my returns? Or can you license and register my property? We would help on the returns and the property, but typically 
it's a big accountancy firm or a small accountancy firm yeah. that would actually help with the audit. Got it. That makes sense. Um, so if I want to learn more, uh, I would check out avalara.com, A-V-A-L-A-R-A.com. Make sure you're up to speed on this stuff because every now and then, this is that this is that nuance, right? Like as real estate investors, we always look for nuance. We always look for the numbers because that's really important. And this is a number that you cannot afford to ignore. Uh, so if you have any questions, get in touch with Oliver and his team uh, by visiting www.avalara.com, A-V-A-L-A-R-A.com. Uh, if you happen to live in the great state of Texas, it's probably going to be avalara.com. Either way, Bob's your uncle. Uh, Oliver, thanks a lot, man. I appreciate, uh, I appreciate the insights. And really helpful uh, for a topic that I had no clue about. So I appreciate it, man. Thank you so much. All right. Think Realty Nation. Uh, this next segment is brought to you by Think Multifamily. Whether you're a passive investor looking for passive income or an aspiring syndicator and ready to learn how to go big fast, uh, check out Think Multifamily, the industry's leading acquisition and education company. Uh, if you want to learn more, visit www.thinkmultifamily.com. Um, every now and then, uh, Think Realty comes up with a bunch of amazing opportunities. And this one is with the Think Realty GRC, the Government Relations Committee. Uh, my two really good friends, uh, Eddie Wilson and Chris Ragland, are here to tell you a little more about this opportunity for you. Check it out. Hey Think Realty, Eddie Wilson here, the founder of Think Realty, along with Chris Ragland. And we've got a brand new opportunity for you, uh, as well as Think Realty. Over the past couple of years, in the American Association of Private Lenders, which many of you know I, I own that as well, Chris has chaired our Government Relations Committee. We've made massive headway uh, with legislation and all things concerning legislation with lenders. We're trying to, to do that same exact thing within Think Realty and the real estate investment space. We've asked Chris to come over and chair our Government Relations Committee for Think Realty, and Chris has an awesome vision for it. So if you don't mind, talk to our viewers about what you expect and what the vision is for the GRC. Sure, so for the past several years, I've been working with a lot of private lenders in our space, and we've been able to bring a team together to help advocate for private lenders in a variety of ways, right? So we've worked at state level, we've worked at the national level, and to be honest, we've made a real impact. So this has been going on for a number of years now. I can talk about some of those things that we've done here in a minute, but the vision and what we're trying to do now, I'm over here working with real estate investors, people like yourself, and we want you to know that honestly, your voice isn't being heard. And that's why we're forming the Government Relations Committee for Think Realty. We're gonna get a few of these difference makers, people just like you, come in here, join this committee, so that we can organize, so that we can be vocal, and so that we can be the mouthpiece for the other real estate investors that are out there. So I'm really excited to be here. Uh, what a really cool opportunity. It's awesome. Yeah. And so we've made some massive impact with the American Association of Private Lenders. We intend to make the same impact for Think Realty. Do you mind just taking a second and talking about the impact that we've already made for, for the American Association of Private Lenders? Sure. You know, it's easy for people to think that like, I can't make a difference or even an organization that I'm a part of and I'm volunteering with truly like, are we really making a difference? And I can say firsthand, I have watched us not only influence and help modify legislation at the state level, 
level and at the federal level, but we've actually swatted down legislation, right? So we did some action in Florida. We did action in New York. We literally went out and visited and educated people at the federal level. Like, this is what's going on. This is how you're impacting us. So we've actually done that. We made significant impact and in inroads for private lenders in terms of the reporting requirements, what an accredited investor is. I mean, how many other organizations do you know are sourced when they revise like the guidelines for what accredited investors were? Well, I know of one and it was the American Association of Private Lenders. So that's the type of impact that we're capable of making. And that's what we really expect to happen at Think Realty. We, we know that there are a lot of uh, legislative issues concerning rental programs and the eviction moratorium and all that that we've just seen recently. Uh, a lot of things that are, that are impacting real estate investors and Chris is just the guy to head this committee. He's passionate about it. Uh, he's already proven with our other association and we know the days ahead are going to be fantastic for Think Realty making an impact with our legislators and our government bodies to make sure that you're represented. So we need a couple of you to step up and be a part of this committee. If you're interested, please let us know. Go to our website, our contact page and let us know. And uh, Chris will be your point of contact. Uh, and we know that we're going to make big impact in days ahead. Looking forward to working with you guys. So I hope that opportunity makes sense. Uh, super important that you get involved. We need to make sure that your voice is heard in Washington. And uh, that's incredibly, incredibly important for all the hard work that you do. Uh, you want to make sure at least that they understand how you're feeling and thinking about it all. So definitely uh, join us in the hunt. Uh, check us out, thinkrealty.com. If you want to get involved with the GRC, you know how to do it now. Um, I, that's the show. Uh, I learned a lot about uh, lodging tax. Uh, that was really interesting. Uh, I hope you learned a little bit too, especially for your short-term real estate investors out there. Incredibly important. Again, that website is avalara.com. Uh, I need to give a huge shout out to the sponsor of today's podcast, Ashcroft Capital. They're, ne they're a national multifamily syndication firm uh, founded by Joe Fairless and Frank Rossier. Uh, Rossler, excuse me. Uh, Ashcroft uh, Capital focuses on capital preservation while striving to return strong risk-adjusted cash and cash to investors. They focus on value-add and real, value -add real estate in Texas, Georgia, and Florida. Learn more, ashcroftcapital.com slash Travis. If you have any questions for us here at Think Realty, you know how to get in touch. If you want to find me anywhere online at Abby Golhar and Think Realty Nation. Until next time, happy investing.